Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to the How May I Serve You podcast, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit, and Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guest today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Sasha Jackson. Sasha, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing exceptionally well. So Sasha Jackson is a therapist, author, and coach. And since 2020, she has owned her private practice, and she is the CEO and founder of the Empower Method, which is an acronym now. (laughs) She coaches entrepreneurs and leaders on how to reverse the negative impact of burnout by teaching them the Empower Method. That's awesome, Sasha. Yeah, thank you. So, Sasha, I know Empower, right? The word Empower, E-M-P-O-W-E-R, is an acronym. Do you mind breaking it down for us? What is Empower? Yeah, definitely. So, I created the Empower Method Um, pre my pre private practice. And for me, it was really trying to replicate uh, a way of human relations. How do people get from point A to Z? And as my time, it it has evolved. And what it really stands for is how do people heal? And how do people recover from burnout? And so it stands for different areas in which I assess my clients as well as areas and then which they need to like target to recover the burnout in. And so E is their environment. And that stands for like their internal environment. That's like their thoughts, their beliefs, as well as their personal environment. So that's your personal life as well as their work environment. So um, if you kind of look at that, like a triangle, all those different areas cause burnout. And so we look at like what exactly um, in your environment is creating burnout, stress, overwhelm, everything in. And then M is for your mission and vision. So mm-hmm. I find that a lot of people um, forget their mission, so their values, and they forget their vision. Like, what is it that they're doing this for, um, their goals? And so when you forget those two things, you have burnout. You stress out. Um, you just kind of have your immune day, day-to-day why am I here? Mm -hmm. And so uh, we kind of tap into that area to figure out like what's going on and why that part has been hijacked. And then um, your P is your purpose, passion, and your personal power. Mm. And so again, those are other aspects in our life that we tend to forget. And then that creates burnout, especially our personal power. We, as humans, we are invincible, but we also think that uh, we can take care of everything. And we um, tend to burn ourselves out quickly and very fastly when we forget what we do have control over versus what we don't have control over. And so kind of really looking at that personal power piece and to help us to kind of realign ourselves as far as like what we can do um, helps our my clients um, kind of figure out like, oh, this is why I'm stressed out right now. This is what I need to do to kind of get back in charge of my life. Mm. Um, C-E-M-P, sorry. Oh, um, oh right. <laughs> when you say I'm like, what letters? Um, so O is um, opportunities for growth. And um, when we're kind of in our stressed uh, mindset, that's 
really connected to our fear mindset. And when we're in a fear mindset, uh, we're in our fight, flight, and freeze. And so we are not in our growth mindset. That is in the direct end of the spectrum. And mm-hmm. so um, we like to explore and assess how does our stress and our fear um, directly oppose our growth mindset and how is that stagnating ourselves in our business as well as our leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and then W is our willingness to take risk. Nice. So, like um, yeah, as, as leaders, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, we have to take risk. Um, as humans, we have to take risk. And um, if we are stressed, we, we don't, right? That's the fear part again. We, we like to stay in our comfort zone, uh, which de- directly opposes our ability to do the things that we want to do to expand. Mm-hmm. Um, and then E is engagement. And so that's engagement in all facets. And then if you have employees, we can tie the employee engagement in there. But that's really kind of figuring out how are you giving back to people? How are you engaging with your peers? How are you engaging with others? Really the human relationship part. Um, when we're stressed out, we tend to close in. We tend to mm-hmm. get guarded. We tend to not trust people. Yeah. And all of those things only create what I call, or not what I call, but self-fulfilling prophecies, right? We don't trust people. So we act a certain way. And then we say, aha, I knew it. I couldn't trust them. Yeah, and so that sure. limits our, yeah, our engagement, which then causes us to act or react a certain type of way, which only compounds our stress and our burnout in our life. Mm-hmm. And so we like to dive in and, and dig around and kind of figure out like what's going on. And then our last um, part, which is R, is realigning relationships. Mm-hmm. And so realigning relationships is really kind of figuring out like all relationships don't need to be rebuilt. Um, all relationships don't need to um, necessarily end. And it's kind of figuring out like, what do you need to do to reorganize relationships in your life to prevent burnout from reoccurring again? Because some relationships um, perpetuate burnout in certain things. Um, Mm -hmm. Working with clients um, and kind of listening to their stories or um, they have relationships in their life that they're too afraid to let go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those specific relationships are the things that continue to create that stress for them. And they're like, why? Why do I keep experiencing stress? What's going on? It's like, well, this is that part. So everyone is different and um, they may not hit the whole acronym in a sense. Um, some may resonate with them more. Um, others is like, oh, no, E is really my thing or P is really my thing. But I found out throughout my time as doing this personally, um, professionally, within my um, coaching, within even therapy clients, within my organization, one of those letters hits someone in understanding why they're experiencing stress in their life um, and just kind of feeling overwhelmed at that time. So that's how I developed that and just kind of using it and going through it. It's like, yes. Each time I talk about it, each time I go with it with somebody, uh, one letter resonates with them a lot. So, yeah, that's how I created that. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones. All things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. 
A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T.com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. Sasha, it's a great acronym. You know, as you go through it, I'm actually comparing it to my methods, right? I'm, I'm, mm. I'm looking at it and, and I'm thinking to myself, this is amazing because she's hitting all the points. She's hitting all the points. And I love the fact that you bring it around with the R, right? Reassessing mm. alignment. You're seeing reassessing the relationship. That's amazing. I don't really hear that from a lot of folks. A lot of coaches don't tend to focus on that aspect. And I know you're not just a coach. You're a psychotherapist, correct? Yes. Uh-huh. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So let's let's dive into your lifestyle now, Sasha. Because when I'm having these interviews, I like to peel back the layers and really get an understanding of how my interviewee is was when they were a child, right? Compared to how they are right now as an adult. So let's peel back the layers. Let's go back in time. So back in time. <laughs> who was Sasha Jackson? Who was Sasha? I know you got married. I'm, I'm so. Is that your marriage marriage name or? No, that's that's my my name. Just Jackson. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So who was <laughs> Sasha Jackson? Back in the day when she when she was a child, talk to me about that. Yes, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> so I am the only child. Um, so Sasha Jackson um, was raised in a small town in California, two parent household, um, very studious, academic, and everything. Uh, was in band for the longest time in all aspects in band. Okay. Um, <laughs> so um, what instrument? Yeah. I did the clarinet. Uh, I was in the percussion, so like the xylophone, the vibraphone, the veils. Wow. I was the flag girl, the letter girl. I was like in it all in Mm. uh, marching band. Yeah, just everything. (laughs) Um, Until like high school. And I was like, no, I can't do it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, But yeah, so I did that from like fifth grade to like, um, I want to say like 11th grade. Um, So that was me um, in high school. And then I went to college. I went to actually all women's college. Um, called Mills College. That's actually in Oakland, California. And um, I studied and got my um, bachelor's degree in English. And so um, actually emphasis in creative writing. So I've mm. always really wanted to be, I honestly want to be a writer, but that was like a, a passion of mine. Okay. Uh, my thesis was actually um, poetry. I did like a collective of poetry. Um and it was a very cathartic thing for me at that time because my parents had got divorced. Mm. And um, one part of it was about my dad and one part of it was about my mom and one part of it was about me and how I, just the intersectionality of all those different parts of having this kind of cocoon around me and how mm-hmm. that like looked different as I grew up and just kind of got out in the world. Mm. And um, after that, I took a pause and as far as like what, like who am I and like, what do I want to do? And that pause was like me in retail. Um, because I was like, do I want to do this? And it's just like kind of all these random jobs. Yeah. And I had to really sit back and say, like, but what am I good at? Like, what is my purpose? What is my passion? Um, what are people naturally attracted to me as far as like what are they coming to me to help for? Mm. And I remember just kind of sitting in my living room um and just kind of like. I don't know, like, what does this look like for me? And I kind of like just did a Google search and I was just like, what do people, how do people help people? Like, what does this look like? 
And I found therapy and a and therapist. And I had like really like it sounds weird, like but I didn't like really know about therapists or in the mental health world or anything. It wasn't really something that um I grew up around or people talked about a lot. And so I just kind of like, what is this? And how does this really apply to me? And so Sasha, mm -hmm. one quick question. So yeah. before before looking up um therapists, right, and going down and doing due diligence further, were you a person that people were going to for advice when you were a kid? Because I know sometimes we uh we tend to embody these roles without knowing that mm -hmm. we are this specific person, right? Or this specific individual. Um, were you always that person that people went to for advice? Yeah, and, and probably not so much as a kid, but more after, uh, I think my hiatus after like I finished my bachelor's degree because okay. I was on this self-exploration myself. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I was more. And so I always encouraged people to find more for themselves too. Like, I just knew it was more. Um, and so people would come to me and I would just kind of talk to them about like finding themselves and, um, looking beyond, um, kind of what was in front of them. And even though I didn't know what that was for, was for me and in, in specifically, I just knew that that was something out there. And so people would just come to me and talk about, um, kind of their life and where they were at. And I would always be just kind of really the super encouraging person, like if something's there, you know, just go for it. Like, don't be afraid to kind of figure that out. Um, and that was that, that was, I was that person, you know, people would just kind of like sit with me and talk to me and I would really be just generally positive. Um, Cause that's how I am naturally. I am really a natural positive person. And mm -hmm. so, and people now it's like, I reframe a lot of things where I see that kind of the abundance in things. I, I see that there's uh, people kind of sometimes tend to see the lack and I see like, no, there's always abundance. There's always that, it's the yin and the yang, right? There's always that other side. Yeah. And um, that was what I sat back and looked at when I was doing my self exploration as far as like how I could help is like, what was it that people were asking me and what was I doing? Like, what was that? Understood. And that was that part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So in your your occupation, in your your job, you know, with your skill set, um, how do you balance yourself, right? How do you balance mm -hmm. your energy? Because you're working with these clients, right? Um, they're revealing their their personal lifestyle with you, their, their secrets and so forth. Um, sometimes when you're in the position that you're in right now, it's a bit draining. So how mm -hmm. do you replenish yourself? Yes. So I have always been like super, like we're in a weird way, like fascinated about protecting my energy. Okay. I don't know why. And I think that's why I'm like in this switching to the coaching and the burnout. Um, and I think that may have come from the only child, this in me of like my, my energy, yeah. don't touch it, don't get into it. Um, and so I've always been like super fascinated about like protecting my energy. And so after I graduated with my master's degree, I started working for the county, county mental health. And okay. so that's working with severe mentally ill population, case management, out with the field, like really grassroots in the community work. And um, with that population, uh, you tend to burn out a little bit faster, compassion fatigue, it's, it's really intense. And 
you are receiving a lot of energy. And so when I started that and seeing my peers, seeing my colleagues, seeing my leadership, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I want to last, but I don't want to burn out. So I always was very like kind of interesting on like how to do that. And so I had a friend who was really into kind of spiritual work and I talked to her about it and she like kind of led me to some books and like different like um, videos and, and things. And basically what she told me to do is create an energy bubble. She's like, create an energy bubble. And that is what you do. And it it's like, sounds weird, but that's what she told me to do. She said, create an energy bubble because you're receiving so much energy from people, not only your, your clients, but your colleagues. And you need to protect yourself as you're healing because you're a healing professional. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? what does that mean? What do you mean create an energy bubble? Like I just create an energy bubble. And she was like, yeah, create an energy bubble. And I was like, okay. And so like, I thought about it like a couple of days and I was like, create an energy bubble. And so I just, I think I just like, not necessarily traditional meditation on it, but really was like intentional of like, no, I have to create an energy bubble. And in a weird way, I created an energy bubble. Like it's, it's like this orange and red energy bubble, like around me mm-hmm. where I created to sustain myself, but be able to be empathic still with my clients where it's not blocking, but I'm not draining myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the best way I know how to explain it because when I've had people ask me like, how do you not burn out? And that's like my answer, like create an energy bubble. And they're like, what? And I'm like, no, <laughs> create an energy bubble. Yeah. Um, so so this, is, can... this is something in terms of in terms of those that are listening right now. So mm-hmm. is it more like a, visual, a visualization kind of practice? You you create like this imagine, imagine, imagination, this uh, imagine, imagine, um, imaginative. imaginative imagery of of like a bubble casting over you is 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 that what you create in a sense? It's it's I think it's a both and it's a it's a vision. It's like a it's a it's a it's it is an imaginative kind of thing, but it's also an energetic type of thing because um, you are dealing with energy, so you do have to kind of visualize like. That's where it started, but then mm-hmm. from that visualization, it transcended into actually just an energy preservation type of thing. Okay. Um, so think about the kind of the uh, the universal laws, right? One of the universal laws of law of attraction, right? Uh, and so, and even um, uh, I can't even think of the other one. So the law of attraction. Polarity. Okay. A polarity, right? Mm-hmm. Law of polarity. And so, um, and then so it's in law of manifestation, right? Kind of like that, those same things, like what you think is what you attract, the, uh, the negative and the positive. And so it's kind of taking all this universal laws that's already out there and saying, okay, if that's already out there and what I'm attracting, how then do I create a shield where I can kind of, I'm receiving this, but I'm not like taking all this in. I, I don't know. It's <laughs> not true. Trust me. Um, I, I, I get this because um, I'm an empath, so I, I totally understand. <laughs> but I'm, I'm asking this question just to get a, a better a structure for, for the audience. But trust me, I understand I exactly what you mean. <laughs> I'm an empath and like walking yeah. through Manhattan and just going back different places, I have to um, be able to balance my energy. So 
Trust me, I get it. <laughs> yeah, the best way for the audience is to work with me, and I can teach you that through the Empower Method. <laughs> um, because it's, it's a better, it's, it's honestly, it's like a skill set. And I say that because it, it starts with your mind, right? Mm -hmm. Like you yes. can't do something that you don't believe works. Exactly. And you can't do something that you're not aware that exists. And so it's hard to, to utilize a, a skill or tool if you don't even know that it's a value up to you. Exactly. And that's the first thing that I work with all my clients as far as like before we start therapy, before we start coaching, what is your belief system? And then let me understand that first and then so we can then create cater the tools and um, use the tools for your advantage so we so they can work for you because it's kind of like if they don't have any value they're not going to work they're not magic exactly there you go right so i guess i guess you, you asked the, the, the right questions in the beginning to get that you know that uh that not only context but get get an understanding of where they are currently so you could help equip them with the tools needed to go to the next step correct definitely definitely awesome awesome okay mm -hmm. that's great right there so let's uh so let's uh Let's dive into, um, you know, what really got you into coaching burnout, right? Because mm -hmm. I understand in terms of, you know, you, you were as a psychotherapist, you know, you're in that space for a while and you, you became an author, um, then you transitioned towards um, coaching, right? But what made you to focus specifically on burnout? Because yeah. I know that's, that's what you're expert at. Yes, yes. So that came from one, my personal experience as like, again, working in the county and yeah. then seeing colleagues and leadership experiencing that and then seeing the toll of that. And then also what was being naturally attracted to me as far as my therapy practice. Okay. And um, working with clients who were um, high achievers, business owners, um, executives, and I kind of feel like after the therapy was gone, um, that was like the residue that that was still there mm. was experiencing just still burned out as far as just kind of stress, um, not understanding like what was still like creating that stress because it's like I'm healed from therapy. Yeah. But why am I still experiencing this stress in other areas? And I was like, well, yeah, they're two different things. Mm. You know, it's not necessarily this healing journey may be done as far as the therapy or, you know, the trauma or the maybe depression or anxiety, the clinical part, mm -hmm. um, but the non-clinical part, which is the coaching, this is the, another aspect, um, which I found very kind of intriguing because that's what I was still doing with clients. Like even mm -hmm. after the therapy was done, I was still working with clients like two or three years after where we weren't doing therapy. We were still working on how do I manage and how do I survive my industry? How do I still show up and do the things that I love without being fatigued and stressed out? And that's how I switched more into that burnout part, into the coaching. And then and also the coaching allows me to help more people, too, because it's not just the clinical part. Right. Nice, within nice. therapy. Um, I'm really bound within like my license. Right. The, the medical mm -hmm. clinical license where yeah. I was in coaching. I'm not bound by that medical clinical license. I'm able to help um, individuals in all areas, not just in California. So that's what helped me too in that shift and kind of looking at it in this bigger holistic picture as well. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you have going on is is pretty, it's quite fascinating because you have both aspects, right? Mm -hmm. And that helps with the sustainable part because these people are still in the same environment that they were 
in previously, even after mm. therapy, right? So being able to manage, despite you know working on the root cause, they're still being bombarded, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the therapy is like the umbrella, right? And the mm -hmm. rain is still coming down, but sometimes mm -hmm. you know when the wind blows, the, the rain comes in sometimes, you mm -hmm. know, using that mm -hmm. analogy. So with the coaching, you're helping to keep them accountable, despite um despite where they're at, you know, despite you know. Um, like I said, despite them already going through um, therapy. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that I, I was also focused on with my company. But uh, this is just the fact that I'm hearing somebody else that's uh, that's coming from your background as a psychotherapist and also in, implementing that coaching aspect. I really like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like it. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's exciting. It, it's definitely, I, I like where I'm going. And I feel like it's a natural progression too, for me in my career. Um, and I, I like the coaching part too, because I, I've, it's always been kind of about strategy, but it's like a different type of strategy too. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a figuring out. I, I feel like with the coaching strategy, I, I look at four different parts. I guess I use my empower method to like assess, but the four different parts is like the business strategy, um, the leadership skills, um, the human relations and the mental wellness. And looking at four, those four different parts helps me to like those, those strategy parts is like, okay, understanding the burnout too. Okay. Like what is it about maybe your, your business strategy? Um, what is it that you need to help um, reduce the stress? Um, the leadership skills, right? Like you may be really good at being as a leader naturally, but there's still skills that you need to evolve in and adapt to, to help you with your stress. Human relations, we think it comes naturally. It does not. Um, you know, because it's a lot of things underneath that. And a lot of people don't realize their human relations, personal life skills really mirror their human relations, work life skills. And they try to disconnect those, but they, but they don't. And so those kind of trickle down and it's kind of really shining a light on that too, to say like, hey, like if we can't speak up or we speak too much in this realm in our personal life, how does that impact your work life? And how does that create burnout in those areas as well? And then the mental wellness part, right? We tend to negate or not put as much emphasis on the mental wellness part in our life. It's kind of like, oh, mental wellness, uh, it's not for everybody. It's its optional. Um, let's focus on the physical. Let's focus on the eating. Let's focus on whatever this case may be. And it's like, nope, these are just as important. And so kind of looking at those things as, uh, as four even and powerful like pillars yeah. of that, like that's where... Uh, I find the coaching to stand on those things and helping people. And it, they tend to fall in one of those buckets too um, from that. So it's just like all these different layers. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's really cool. Cause I like to have things in systems too, where yeah. they can be replicated. And it's like, okay, look at this, look at this, look at this. So. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You have a multifaceted approach and yeah. <laughs> you, have, you have your systems and systems that's able to, help keep these people uh, accountable and in structure, mm -hmm. um, which is important because when you're working on something, you do need to go back to reassess where you're at, you know, and being, being uh, also being a coach, you, you help them um, to do that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, um, normally I ask this question during my interview, you know, I've worked with different types of coaches, right? And I've interviewed so many types of coaches. So what would you say the style of coaching is? What What's your style? You know, are you more mm -hmm. of a cheerleader? Are you more 
very structured and practical. Like, talk to me. What's your style of coaching? Because I know you, you bring something a little different to the coaching space as a psychotherapist. Yeah, I think my my style of coaching is definitely. Um, ooh, let's think about it. Because I I want to say it's like a hybrid. Yes, right. It is a hybrid. It's definitely a hybrid because I have still my clinical part. I still look at things. I, I say. I clinically conceptualize things like that is really one of my big strengths because I like to understand how things manifested. I like to see how things are created then mm-hmm. to find solutions. Um, I say to people, I say to my colleagues, I say to people I supervise, we're so quick to do. We're so quick to act, but you're acting just to act without understanding why then you're going to re- get the same results um and get this and feel just as overwhelmed um and create that much of uh, chaos in your life so i'm really big at like slowing down and pausing and saying okay this is what you say you want to do but what's underneath that right like what's underneath that it's 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 like an iceberg right like a lot of people say i give example i want to be a millionaire but your belief is that i'm going to be poor okay so if your belief is that you're going to be poor and you say you want to be a millionaire, there's going to be a disconnect. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm coaching you and you have me doing as far as like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this, because you say you want to be a millionaire, but then your belief is going to be poor. There's not going to be results. You're going to be disappointed because your belief system is going to be what's driving you at the end of the day. And so I'm really big about like what's underneath there. So it's like with my clients that I coach, I want to feel better, but I believe I'm not going to be better. Okay, let's work there. Because if you say you want to be better, but you believe that you're not, I need to understand where the belief that I'm not going to, going to come from. Because if we can give you skills, we can give you strategies, I can give you techniques, I can give you homework, but it's going to fall flat and you're not going to be satisfied and you're not going to feel that you've gotten anywhere and you're going to be disappointed because it's not about the top part, it's about the bottom part. Mm-hmm. So I'm really big on like slowing down and kind of figuring out like what does it say that you believe versus what you say because your belief drives everything. And that's the clinical part of me. That's like the the, the cognitive behavioral therapy part, the therapy yeah. mm-hmm theory. Um, but I just feel like that breaks down so much because we're so fast and we're so quick to act um, just as humans. Um, we're so quick to get to the destination. We're so good, quick to get to the end result. We're so quick to like get to the reward um, that we're really not even sure if that's really what we want or we believe we can get it. And so um, that it's, it's fascinating because I work with clients and I, I had someone say like, you know, I know I need to put someone in a leadership position because I, that's causing me stress not to do that. But listening and talking to them more is believing that I don't know if I can even trust this person to be a leader. So it's like, okay, there's the disconnect. I can mm-hmm. work with you all day to strategize on how we can then set up systems, how we can work on leadership skills, how we can work on human relations skills. But if you don't believe that this person can be successful, what type of self-saboteur behavior is going to come from that and create more stress and burnout for you? And this system is not going to even work. So you know what? I believe, yeah. I believe a lot of leaders deal with this exact same, um, you know, this exact same problem, right? Because mm-hmm. there is a disconnect there. There is a, you know, there, there is this, um, imbalance because that's the imbalance not unbalanced because it's within, right? They have, they, they mm-hmm. have this internal um, conflict where they want something, but yet again, they have this uh, um, this this um, 
bottleneck, you know, that's blocking them from getting to the next step. Um, I, I hear this often, and I see this often, and I'm, I, you just you over here just articulating it as is definitely showcase that this is what you do. <laughs> this is what you're good at, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, with, with, with myself, I have this one question that I ask um, my prospect before they become client. And the question is, who do you believe you need to become in order for you to achieve this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and normally that question mm-hmm. always, like 98% of the time, it will stump them. Huh? What do mm-hmm. you mean? Who do I believe I need to become? Then they'll mm-hmm. sit back and think about this question. Then I'll ask them to to tell me in the first a, a first person uh, perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Who first? First, I ask them who they believe you need to become. Then I want you to tell me, who, as you are this person, right? Walk me through your lifestyle as this person. So get them to feel it, mm-hmm. right? Because as mm-hmm. you as you words are powerful. As you speak, you feel it. So you speak, you put some emotion into it. Then you're able to really believe it and manifest. But if you don't believe, yes. if you don't believe what you're saying, then it's pointless. Yes, I totally agree. And that's how I create my goals, actually. I say I create um, what I call them as my multidimensional goals. Okay. And I, the same philosophy, who do you need to become? Mm-hmm. And before I even start anything um, is I have my clients say their goal, define what that means, because I don't know what that means. And usually they don't know what that means. And so they define it yeah. and then break it down as, okay, so what type of thoughts would you have if you had that? What type of emotions would you feel and how would you act? Um, what is the emotional significance for this and what need is being met? Mm-hmm. And so that creates this multidimensional picture because what I say is that I'm only with you maybe one time a week or maybe one time every two weeks. You're with yourself every single day. And mm-hmm. so you need to remind yourself who you're becoming. And this is a check mark for you because as you're going through your day, these are going to be different points to remind you that you're on your journey. So it might not be so evident because you're not going to hit that end point fast, but you're going to have those thoughts and you're going to be like, oh, I am becoming that person. You're going to start having these feelings. You're going to start having those actions. You're going to start to say, oh, this need is being met. Oh, okay. I am doing this. Even though I don't see this end, that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that I'm not becoming. And so I, I totally agree that becoming is so much more powerful. It's so much more fulfilling because that is that's that middle part. It's not the end; it's the becoming. And exactly. so, yeah, that yeah. is. I don't start anything without that multidimensional goal because um, that puts that onus back on the client. Um, versus, I say me in a sense because they yeah. can know that they're powerful, and that's really like uh, that is one of my big things. Is like I want to transfer that power. That I, I, that's one thing I've learned in my life, like how powerful I am as a person. And I am very thankful that my parents gave me that sense of self. And that was one of my, my biggest, my biggest things as a therapist and as a coach, like, I want you to know how much power, how powerful you are. And so I'm like, yep, that's yours. And for you to know that's yours, you have to see that you can do that. And that's what the one of those, those goals, like that becoming part, like I can do this, not Sasha made me do this. You did this. I was just here along with you. There you go. As mm-hmm. a coach, and that's what coaches do. We we mm-hmm. guide, we guide them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're doing the work. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, what's your typical avatar? You know, what's in terms of the type of clients you like to work with, type of people you like to work with? Um, do you mind describing this avatar? Yeah, no, definitely. So I work with um, entrepreneurs, um, business owners and leaders and the entrepreneurs are not so much solo entrepreneurs um, unless they're looking to expand. 
And I say that because I'm really looking to work with people who are experiencing issues with the human relation parts, the staffing, um, the employment that's looking to expand. Um, they're trying to go to that next level. The business owners that they have, um, they're, they're already doing what they do best, but they're just like, oh, I need to like go to that next part. I, I, it's something that, you know, I have. I know how to do this as a business um, owner. I know how to do this as a leader, but there's something that's missing because I keep getting burned out. I, 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 I'm not able to go to this next step in my life. Um, and then working with the leaders because they're all already in, um, industry leaders. You're already doing what you know how to do, but you just need that extra like push and mm -hmm. you need that extra um, skill set to just take you to that next point in your life. So those are my avatars. Those are the people that I like to work with. Those are the people that I find are naturally attracted to me um, because we're in sync and we're in line about what they need to do and where they need to go. Um, so that's who I um, work with. And that's why I like to work with, um, and especially with this coaching. And that's why I niched down. That's why I decided to, like, I'm always going to be a therapist at heart. But that's why I decided to go into coaching because I got to niche down more. Whereas a therapist is like, you help everybody. Um, but as a coach, it's like, nope, I want to help these people um, and utilize my talents um, and my strengths and just my expertise more with this group. Um, just because I, I've just seen how powerful that is. And, and it just gets me excited. Like when I when I decided to be like, you know what, I think I want to close my uh, my um, therapy practice. I think I want to go into coaching. I think this is the next chapter. It's scary, but it's also like very exhilarating mm -hmm. because I know oh, that's no. where I'm at too in my life. And so yeah. it's just like, yay, I'm excited. So <laughs> that's it's my journey. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, always, it's always great when you're working with a client and you're seeing the progress being made. You also see your personal growth as well, you know, because with yes. each client you work with, it, all, it, it ignites uh, that fire within and it really uh, helps to you know, like push that growth further. Definitely. So, um, so, so definitely keep at it. Mm -hmm. So um, I know I'm enjoying this conversation so much that <laughs> the time is speeding by. Um, so if someone were to look for a coach, what trait would you advise for them to look for? Um, so definitely to look for a coach that's going to help you get to your vision, but also help you question if that is your vision. So going back to kind of like what I said, like, if this is what you say versus what you believe. Mm -hmm. um, because I know some coaches or some therapists, people um, want you to be aligned with their vision versus your own vision. So I think mm -hmm. it's very important to make sure that someone wants you to want to walk along you with where you want to go versus where they want to go. But also you want someone to be able to check in with you to be like, hey, is that really where you want to go? Um, <laughs> because we tend to conform ourselves by what society wants, it, where, where society wants us to go um, very easily. And that is another thing that makes us burn out, right? We, we think we should be there, but that's not really where we want to go. And so us going against and going to a place that's not really aligned with our authenticity, with our true self, that's going to make you burn out fast and burn out quick. And so you want a coach to kind of check in with you to make sure that um, you're aligned with what your true values and your happiness. And I think that's very important when um, finding a coach um, for you to work with. Excellent points. Excellent mm -hmm. points. So Sasha, what drives you? Um, what drives me? 
I think it's just the growing, honestly, knowledge. I like, honestly, when I'm driving to work, I listen to audibles all the time. Like I'm always listening and learning and, <laughs> um, and honestly, just growing and expanding myself. Um, that's what drives me and just pushing and seeing what I can do. Um, helping people and getting into this other area in my life that that's I've gotten to this place where I want to be, in a sense, the mentor um, in my life. Like I look at my journey, especially as a therapist, that micro, right, 101. And then um, I was in this space where I was mezzo. And then now I'm in a space where I'm macro. And um, that I feel like that's what's driving me now is to just really have this more macro ap- approach. And I think that's what coaching is doing for me. Um, that also mirrors like where I'm at too, because I'm still working with the county and um, more le- moving up in that leadership position there too. Um, and so doing more supervision, working with people, molding um, future therapists, um, being more influential in within the community. And so I, I, that helps me and then also expands myself. So it's that both and like, because I'm really big on like that, that personal growth too, like the only child in me still about me sometimes. Um, <laughs> so I, I um, that that's definitely what um, pushes me and helps me grow and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing. So are yeah. you currently working on any new projects or any new books you'd like to share with us? Yes. So um, no new projects right now. Um, just really pushing my coaching. And so I'm going to have my website out by the end of this month. So working with the website developer just to do that and just to um, provide some more literature and some more um, information on that because I I have my website for my therapist uh, therapy site really, really uh, going, but not the coaching. And so I definitely um, providing some more information so people know where to find me. Um, So that's going to be called um, IamSashaJackson.com. That's going to be coming out soon. So you guys can find me there and just going to have more information about the Empower Method as well as the one-to-one coaching um, because even though it's the same avatar, um, some of the programs might fit someone better. And so I want to have just kind of a different serving dishes for everybody there um, as far as uh, business owners, leaders, um, entrepreneurs, kind of what program fits your needs best um, from that one-on-one coaching from the Empower Method. So that's going to be coming out. And so my website will have um, all of that information. Um, I just finished um, self-publishing my book, um, which is called, um, it's not, can you see it? There you go. Um, Okay. It's not selfish. It's self-celebration. So this is a therapeutic guide teaching you how to take um, ownership of your happiness. Um, So this is actually out on um, Amazon as well as Barnes and Nobles. Um, Some other, if you Google it, it pops up on other little local book um, places. And then also it's on Audible. So if you don't like to read um, and want to listen, listen, yeah, you can um, find it on Audible too. And so this book, um, it's filled with just kind of my principles um, that I, um, my principles that um, guide my therapeutic practice as well as just kind of my philosophies. It's filled with client stories and how I've walked clients through their journey um, um, from my what I call my awareness, alignment, and action. 
And I really believe that we first need to be aware of what's going on, then get aligned with our authenticity and then take action. And so that's how I even think about coaching. You need to first be aware, then get aligned and then take action. So again, I just have all these kind of like methodologies <laughs> how I look at the things. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is what that book talks about and it helps you work through that as well. And then it also has different, um, what I call self-celebration exercises. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of journaling as well. Um, so you can work through these exercises yourself to help kind of work through your challenges and anything that you're going through so you can get through the process as well. Um, I also have like a freebie out that's going to be on my um, website, which is a journal that I created back in 2019, um, which is called Beautiful Creator, uh, because I believe that we're all beautiful, beautiful creator. creator. Yes, beautiful okay. creator. Um, and I named it that because I think people forget forget how awesome that we are and that we're all innately creators. Like we, we, we really do create our life. We, we come from the and source, we created. That's what we're meant to do, you know? Yeah, right. We, we, we create things and we were born to create. Um, mm -hmm. And that journal helps you tap into your creator side um, and helps you co-create your life. And so that's going to be out on my website as a freebie. Um, it's a 90 day journal to help you tap into like what prevents you from creating and co-creating your life and helps you to be intentional about creating your life. So that's going to be out on there too. And then also there's kind of the link for the book and then more information on how to tap into the, um, the one-on-one -on -one coaching. And then um, eventually I will have my um, courses, like just the self-paced courses for the Empower Method. I'm, I'm definitely going to do that as well. Um, just so if you don't want to sleep, you want to have me as a one-on-one -on -one coach, but you still want to tap into just the philosophy to, um, and just the information, the resources that I have to offer, you are able to do that as well. So I'm really excited um, about just all these things and coming out. So that's happening. Yeah, it seems like, it seems like you have your hands full right now. You're working a lot. I do. The website, the courses. But no kudos to you, though. It's definitely... Uh, it shows that you are very serious about this. You know, you're doing yes. the work. <laughs> yes. So, yes, yes. if someone were to inquire about your services right now, because I know the website is being is currently being worked on, yes. where can they find you if they want to connect with Sasha Jackson? Yes. So you can definitely find me on um, Instagram, uh, which is at i underscore am underscore Sasha Jackson, um, and then I am at LinkedIn as well, which it should be the same. I am Sasha Jackson. Um, actually, LCSW. So I, that's my LCSW is actually my discipline for as a psychotherapist. Um, so you can find me on those two places. Um, and the website will be done at the end of this month. So um, if you can be patient, <laughs> so I'm not too sure this is going to, I know it's airing live now. So by the end of this month, that will be um, uh, available. So you can contact me there too. So, um, but definitely LinkedIn, definitely um Instagram, you can contact me if you are wanting to start right away. If anything that I said resonated with you and you're ready to extinguish the burnout, if you're ready to take back your life, if you're ready to understand like what's getting in your way, um, if you're ready to um, get back in charge, because I believe as innovators, our biggest asset is our minds. And if you're tapping that out, if you're burning that out, you're burning out your moneymaker. And so yes, <laughs> we want to make sure that you don't do that. You want to make sure that you continue to be um, a change maker in your industry. You want to make sure that you continue to do what you do best. So you can definitely contact and reach me out there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Sasha. 
thank you for coming on board this episode of the How Mass Survey Podcast. No, thank you. you. Are, I appreciate it. You're very welcome. You know, I love your energy. You know, I, I love your story, you know, and I love the fact that you're very authentic and you're go-getter, right? You you tend to go against, you know, the grain. You tend to go um, towards the side of uncomfort, you know, so keep mm-hmm. that up. And I also like to thank all of our listeners and viewers for letting us their ears and their eyeballs. So, but last but not least, Sasha, I have one last question for you. That yes. is, how may I serve you? I think you've done an awesome job. Um, I really appreciate you inviting me on here. Um, I reached out to you on LinkedIn. So, if anybody wants to <laughs> reach out to Thomas on LinkedIn, I. You got uh, me this time, folks. You got me this time. <laughs> yes. I was like, hey, let's connect. And I, 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 that was awesome. I really appreciate that. And you just even. Um, giving me the opportunity to um, be a part of your audience and just connect with you. I, I think that's totally awesome, especially with me pivoting into coaching. You're like, get on here. And I'm like, yes, I am doing this. So thank you so much and continuing to definitely do what you do and, and just being a leader in your industry, in our industry, right? And, and being an inspiration. So thank you. I appreciate that. You're very welcome, Sasha. Mm-hmm. And again, this is your host, Thomas Johnson. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share it with someone else that will benefit. And make sure to tune in for next week's episode. Take care, be blessed, and cheers. We're out.